0: This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with this week's edition of the Tiger Tracks podcast sponsored by Southwest Bank. I'm with Jay Northcutt, who is probably... I know you're getting a football team ready, but there's a little bit of logistics stuff to getting that big group on the road for a six-hour road trip, too. You've probably had to juggle a little bit more. you getting enough sleep with all that going on? <laughs> oh, sleep is always,
1: you know, a, a valuable commodity. You know, probably No getting, matter what's going on during the football season, you know, for sure. Um, But, yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the logistics when traveling to El Paso. There's a lot that goes into moving a small army almost
0: of people out there. Sure. And I've told you every time I pull up here for these, I see your guys coming, and that is a small. And I know all of them don't go on a varsity road trip, but how you managed, and I'm guessing you share this load with other coaches, to know all their names is pretty impressive to me. (laughs) Yeah, it is a big
1: load and I definitely uh, have a lot of help, you know, that goes even beyond my coaching staff. Our front office uh, ladies here, Tanya McKeever and Ray Ann
0: they are just very, very valuable and we're very grateful we have them. Yep, yeah, those ladies that work in the office tend to be pretty Im- irreplaceable. For sure. For sure. My, for sure. Was, my mom had a job similar to that and I remind her of that all the time. that. I'm proud of her for doing that for so many years. Do you guys get to play football for at least one more week because you took care of business against San Angelo Central just like you had the previous two weeks. When we talked afterwards, that one was a – there was a little bit of lurch and a little bit of having to find ways to do things. A lot of that has to do with playing a team that's done for the year no matter what. Your guys found a way, though, and that's kind of this, the theme of this group. I mentioned just Sante, that's the theme of the defense for sure. What did you when you went back and looked, what did you like about that game? Well, I liked the first half, Randy. Yeah, the first <laughs> half was very likable um, for you. We had a great first half,
1: really on both sides of the ball. I think we went in thirty one to fourteen, I think was the score. Um what I was disappointed in with just was just how we came out and played in the second half. I felt like we felt like the game was was it was in hand and and the old Bobcats were just gonna lay down and let us beat them and they had different plans you know and so we had to really just fight to end that game up with a win you know and so hopefully we learned a lesson from that um you know there's always lessons to be learned from every game and as you mentioned we have we've had some really close games so hopefully we carry that with us you know into this week and then beyond you know uh
0: that we have to play four quarters that may not be the worst thing that could have happened going into the playoffs to have a teachable moment or a coachable moment to come into this week with say, Hey, look, that first half was great, but that's got to be a four quarter type thing
1: for sure. And luckily we didn't have to take a loss in order to learn that lesson. You know, hopefully it got our attention and we realized that, you know, we can't
0: let our, our, our foot off the gas. You got, you have a lot of options in crunch time and I, jokingly said this to you and I just did to Hudson Hutchison that that last play I'm just curious is it called just get the ball to Layton somehow because he Hudson put the ball up and man Layton I'd like to say I think I said this week too I'd like to say that's a surprise but it's not a surprise after two years of watching the young man well you know as I mentioned
1: I think that night Randy any any play that that ends up going to Layton usually has a pretty good chance of, of being successful and and really, you know, Central on that particular play, they covered us pretty well. That play didn't pan out like we had drawn it up. Uh, he just kind of used his athleticism and speed to get behind the defense. And then still there was a pretty small window for, for uh, window. to throw that in, you know. And that's why football is a game of inches. And, you know, it was luckily an inch you know, short enough for him to get a hand on it and catch it. And that was really the difference in the game. Otherwise, you know, we'd most likely have been up and or been into overtime.
0: Yeah, because like you said, San Angelo was not ready to turn their equipment in. They just kept fighting. Sure. That quarterback impressed me, and Caden Spano said it afterwards. He's just really fast, and he's big, and he took cha- – I don't know if you call them gambles or what, but he didn't mind testing you guys.
1: No, he was a good player. We knew that going in, you know, and, and he really showed us,
0: you know, why he is a good player, especially in the second half. Your guys' district is pretty ripe with pretty good quarterbacks, and he's right there with them. You said you had the district, all district meeting today. I'm going to assume you guys did okay on offense. But tomorrow. I'm, tomorrow. Right? Yeah. I'm going to assume then that you will do okay on offense, but there's going to be a lot of discussion of, hey, my quarterback did this and my quarterback did that which explains why the defenses get tested so much.
1: Well, for sure. You know, and everybody will have a good argument because, as you mentioned, they all have some really good players playing in the QB position, really of all styles. You know, if you look at at Midland's QB and, and uh, Permian's QB, they're a little bit different style, but they're mm-hmm. they're still really good players. Um, and then you look at the rest of them, as we've talked about, they're all, all really good athletes. And, you know, usually if you can have a pretty good quarterback, you've got a chance to – to win some games you know and even for central you know they didn't end up winning a district game but they were in a bunch of them and they were not sure in ours and it put up some points you know and so
0: it was just an example of the parity that we had in our district i think well you guys have a pretty good quarterback i know that we it's earth-shattering news yeah we have a a pretty pretty good one for sure and all of your guys deserve credit for the last three weeks and picking themselves up but when i went back and looked at the numbers just the numbers not I think I watched two of the games. Hudson was at his best those last three, maybe he's as good as he's been in the last three weeks. Really, he, he was. Um, you know,
1: he had the, the one game against Midland that that he wasn't happy with. Um, but even looking back before that in the first, you know, six games, even leading into the the legacy game where he won the Bill Ford Tough Player of the Week for that performance where he threw for 520 yards, had a a really high completion percentage. Uh, He's just been so consistent, you know. And what I was impressed with last week is Central emptied the box. They played two-man, which is a dare you to run defense, Mm -hmm. you know, and we did run the ball on them. But we still found ways to throw it, which is really, I think, a, a testament to HUD
0: and the receivers for just finding ways to get open and HUD throwing it in some small windows. And I don't remember him getting touched very often. I mentioned that when I was starting the the helmet stickers today. Your offensive line stood up very well, and I, I don't remember him getting a lot of pressure. No, not at all. Uh, and, again,
1: they weren't bringing a lot of heat, but uh, you always have to give credit to the linemen up there and our running backs because they've done a, a great job in protection. They've really done some special things with their protection uh, that I would put in the cerebral category, Randy, um, that really sets us up, I think, to have success, you know, up, for, up front keeping HUD protected, you know, and he's a part of that as well. He he does what a lot of high school quarterbacks, you know, don't do, and he, he calls his own protections, you know, our quarterback does. And so that's just another thing that helps the guys protect and is also another reason why he's who he is and he's special
0: like he is. Well, let's shift gears because you're, you're go to El Paso and this is not – it's not an easy trip, but it's also when you get there, you've got your hands full because Eastwood is 9-1. and one. Yes, sir. They, their only loss was to a team you know well, South Lake Carroll, and they've gotten on a roll. They won their district. I mentioned to your guys, you guys are an underdog, which is not normally something I say about friendship, but you guys are – you can wear that label this week.
1: Well, they're a team that's playing with a lot of confidence. You know, they've also – found ways to win this year in a lot of close games you know you look at their their scores throughout the year especially their district scores they played a lot of close district games a lot like we have you know so they're going to be a team that expects to win they're not going to be a team that that is ever going to go away during the night they're going to continue to you know find ways to stay in the game and and uh, give themselves a chance to win you know i think they're a lot like us you know in that category their offense is very explosive their quarterbacks another really good quarterback uh, both running and throwing, they've got a really speedy running back uh, that can give you some fits, you know. And then on defense, they're just sound and they they uh, you know play good football.
0: So it's going to be a tough contest, but as always, we'll be up for the challenge. You're in it. That's the first win right there. The fact that you guys are sure. I've heard you guys say all the time, my coaches around here get to the playoffs. You've accomplished something, and I know people will say they're watered down with the four, but. It still takes some doing, especially in your district. And when And I told you was, we were coming off that it was still possible for five teams to be three and two until late Friday night. So it, your district is just – that's a meat grinder. Well, it is, and there's,
1: you know, no watering down there. With, you know, several teams ended up being tied. Three of us ended up being tied with three and two records. And like as you mentioned, we had a chance to have five – ties, three and two ties, you know, and, and some of those chances came real close, you mm-hmm. know, Odessa played Midland Legacy really, really tight, you know, and um, so a lot of parity in our district and definitely not watered down, and 2-6-A and is a grinder of a district, and you know, I won't be shocked if, if, you know,
0: all or most of us aren't still playing in the second round. We talked about Eastwood a minute ago, but what, how would you describe their offense? What is it? I don't want you to compare anybody because you guys have seen everything, but what do they do well that your defense has to be ready to step up against? Well, they run their quarterback really well, you know, and then anytime you have a quarterback that can
1: run the ball out of a, you know, a spread offense, one back offense, and throw it effectively, that presents a big challenge to a defense. You know, it kind of reminds me of Donovan Smith, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and HUD to a degree. I mean, HUD's our leading rusher here as well. Um but I think anytime you get in that scenario, you've got to really account for a lot, stopping the run, and and then at the same time, you know, managing that passing game. So a lot of times, I think game plans, they think, okay, well, we just need to focus on stopping the run this week, or hey, all right, against us, for example, most people want to, you know, all right, we're going to let them run it all they want, and we want to stop the pass, you know. But I think when you play a team like that that runs the cue like that and throws it, it's it's
0: hard to pick your poison. But your defense has been unflappable. They give, they've given up yards, they've given up points, but they find the right moment to do something big.
1: They really do. You know, and I think that's a a testament to the character of the of the guys playing on D. You know, uh we've gone against some really explosive offenses this year. Uh, I don't feel like our guys have ever let up. You know, they're always having a next play mentality. Doesn't matter what's happened to play or the series before, or maybe the three series before. They're gonna continue to find a way to get a a stop or get a turnover, and And a lot of times I think that's paid off for us. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the offense. You know, when you guys, when you got guys like HUD and and the receivers and running backs that we have with the OLS, you know, everybody on the team always is gonna feel like you have a chance to win the game no matter what's going on. And so I think that kind of
0: just plays together. I started out by talking about how busy you've been this week with everything else. And I know as coaches, you get you don't have time to kind of let stuff soak in and all that. But Jill Snyder said something, Monterey basketball coach, after they got beat in the regional championship game. First thing she said is, I hope my girls understand how fun and how great this season was, even though it's, it hurts right now. Whether it's two weeks, six weeks, whenever, how important is that for you to know, for your guys to know that this has been a pretty cool journey for them this season? Oh, it's very important. You know, there's only
1: a few teams, Randy, that finish their season with a win, and I mean very few, Mm -hmm. you know. So everybody goes through that, uh, you know, other than those state champions that end up with a win. So there's always going to be a sour feeling, you know, no matter what kind of season you've had directly after, you know, you finish a season like that. Uh, But, you know, give it a little time, and then you start looking back, just like Coach said, you know, and and you start realizing what a good year you had and and how many things – were accomplished, you know, that year. And uh, really just uh, the commitment level of the kids. And, and when you have success like that and a, and a commitment like that,
0: that's pretty rewarding, I think, for everybody involved. Well, and for you guys, one little twist of fate here or there, and I could be talking to you about looking back at the season that's already ended. So they to fight through the way they did those last three weeks, to me, is that's what high school sports is all about. Oh, for
1: sure. You know, and I know that when we, uh, you know, dropped our first two district games, this was a team that they didn't ever expect to be in that situation, you know. And so I think it hit them pretty hard. Hey, we've got to make sure that we find a way to win these last three games because we're not going to let these two losses here in district, you know, keep us from being in
0: the playoffs, which is where we felt like we should be. And that's where the Tigers are. Friday, long run, you're leaving Thursday night. For El Paso. so Okay. I'm, I'm, I don't want to make you rush. So they, they leave Thursday afternoon for El Paso. They kick off at 6 p.m. El pa- Paso time against El Paso Eastwood. I think it's called Trooper Stadium. It is. I'm not sure. I think it's – I just know it's near the airport. That's when I was looking on maps. That's what I saw. So Tigers will try to keep their season going. They go down as the underdog, which I think will probably be a good tool for Jay Northcutt and his coaches. This is Randy Rosetta with HubSeaPreps.com, and that's been the Tiger Cracks Podcast.